Welcome to As Told Here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center. As Told Here brings community media to where you are. Hi, I'm Georgianne Lucier, the host and producer of Midlife Matters, which is a show here at WPAA-TV in Wallingford, Connecticut. And I'm coming up on the end of my sixth year. I've had the pleasure of interviewing over 60 women during that time. And in this last season, I've been delighted to look back and realize that I had several guests who were 90-plus or certainly in their 70s who were just such wonderful examples of the human spirit and what women can accomplish each of these women really developed their own way of continuing to contribute into what we would call the later years. Um, typically, ages 55 to 75 are considered the young old in um, some of the psychological um, studies. And these women just keep going. They have found a way to use their own talents to make contributions, to get that reward of having really um, become expert in certain things, and to continue to learn and grow. So I'll talk about a couple of these women. Um, one earlier in the year was Judith Altman. Judith is 93 and a Holocaust survivor. And she has taken it upon herself to educate as many young people as possible about what happened to her and her family and her community during World War II and the Holocaust. And a remarkable thing about Judith is that she tells her stories in school settings um, so eloquently and in a spirit of forgiveness. Um, she has gone on to lead a very full life. She became a um, graphic artist, uh, designer. She had children, wonderful marriage, really was able to... Um, put what happened to her and her family into perspective, but to never um, forget or shut that out. And her mission is to really help keep the story alive so that it never happens again. And Judith is just a wonderful, loving person. Um, so proud to call her now a friend of mine. Another woman, Jean Cherney, I had on, uh, fortunately, twice on the show. The first time we really focused on the fact that at the age of 70, after having lived in various places, being a mom, but always being a working mom, um, she found herself out of a job. She was in what I would call some of the earlier days of assisted living and probably was subject to being uh, purchased by another organization. And she was 70, and she wasn't getting a response to um, her resume. So she said to herself, I guess I'm just going to have to go out and start my own business. And she is such a role model to me. And any days I get thinking negatively, I think, look at what Jean did. I'm not even that age quite yet. And she ended up partnering with a relocation uh, company. But using that relocation um, base and the principles of that and applied it to people who are looking to what we would call today downsize, because she did this for 20 years, how to help people make their choices about what they can afford, what's really most important to them, how to divest themselves of treasured possessions. 
and uh, really had a gangbuster business going on. So she developed not only her own business, but was in the forefront of that field. And Jean then um, retired at 90. She's now 91. And for her 90th birthday, her daughter took her to Africa to visit the giraffes because uh, Jean will be the first to say she's a taller person. And as a young woman, she admired giraffes because standing still, they might look a little gangly, but when they're in motion, they're very elegant and graceful. And so that's her animal um, totem, if you will. So she, you know, graced us with stories about going to Africa. And uh, yes, there were some challenges, particularly being older and going on a small uh, four or six seater plane out into the outback. Um, and then when she went to move herself, she recently relocated to the West Coast. She said, how could I have had the nerve to tell people how to do this? Because I thought it was the hardest thing ever. So again, very much in a learning mode, and now she's thriving in her new location. My third woman that I had on this year, Ann Lehman, is a working metal artist. We have photos of her brazing and welding, and she um, was fortunate to grow up in a family that had a lot of um, good fortune in terms of being able to help her learn through travel, uh, very fine education background in the arts. And uh, but she worked her whole life at honing her skill, including being a professor at Yale, um, helping to found community arts groups and uh, in New Haven area, and also an active horsewoman and being a real advocate to help that be a thriving um, community in her hometown of Bethany. And she just said she always wanted to do something in more than one dimension. And that's exactly what she does, working with the metals, um, doing the sculpting, and helping pass on all her talents. And she is a 90, maybe 91 at this point. So I just wanted to share that um, this can be a group of people that we don't think exists, uh, particularly women who have had careers and interests and passions and talents their whole lives and continue to contribute and grow and learn and just are an inspiration to us all. So I wanted to share that with you folks because we can't forget that there are role models out there and there are reasons to celebrate the opportunities we encounter as we get older. I'd like to share some clips from the conversations I had with some of these women. Um, Anne Lehman, the metal sculptor, artist, professor, horsewoman, uh, Judith Altman, the Holocaust survivor, thriver, who um, has just reached out to so many school children in the thousands, and Jean Cherney, who um, created her own business at age 70 and got to see her beloved giraffes in action at age 90. How did you begin? What interested you? Tell us the story. I have been interested in sculpture a long time because I have always been drawing and uh, interested in portraying things on in any other way. And uh, I kept uh, wanting to make something dimensional. I never uh, was happy with things flat. So as the years went by, and I had lots of painting lessons and things like that, and I got into college. And then at Smith College, you can't even take sculpture until you, you've done all the painting 101 and 102, 
which I did finally. I got into sculpture and finally found a medium that I can express best. And were there many women doing metal sculptures? No, there weren't many in the beginning. As time went on, the women, as we know, have, have ventured into everything. Mm-hmm. And the world has become more acceptant. Although many, you, you hardly know it's a woman. There's not uh, a, a differentiation between the way the women do the art mm-hmm. and the way the men. That may be because of the equipment today. Mm-hmm. The modern equipment is wonderful. I believe you should know your materials. Mm-hmm. Then you can ex- you know how to express yourself in any way. It tells you how to express yourself. It's a lot what technology has done mm-hmm. for the uh, for sculpture. It frees up an artist up to make designs that you hadn't thought of before mm-hmm. and that you couldn't do easily. The point is to be able to express yourself. Please tell us about your early days. Well, I come from Czechoslovakia. It was the most democratic country, such as the United States. No discrimination whatsoever, free schooling, free enterprise. But that ended, unfortunately, in 1939. When Hitler occupied, the first country he occupied was Austria. And that was the German-speaking country, and they welcomed it. Then came Czechoslovakia, and Hitler said all he wants is the Sudeten part where it was predominantly German-speaking people. So then he said after that he will not go any farther. But unfortunately, he did not keep his word. And in 1939, in March, he just walked in. While we are still walking around with our number, with a medal on our, on our jacket, we said we will not give in. It was the most devastating time. When Hitler occupied Czechoslovakia, our part was given back to Hungary. And Hungary was a Nazi regime as well. The Jews in that part were treated the same way as they were treated in all the other countries where Hitler occupied. Every Jew had to wear the Star of David. Our life has changed drastically. Jewish children could no longer go to school. I met my friend Olga. She said, Judy, why weren't you in school today? Because I'm Jewish. But you were Jewish yesterday. Mm. She could not understand what happened. He gave orders that from all the camps, they should bring the camp, the Jews, the Heftlinger, the, the, we were called Heftlinger, uh, uh, victims of Heftlinger. I don't know the actual transa- translation to Heftling. To gather them to one place. And when they see that the Allies or the Americans or the Russians coming closer, give every prisoner a poisoned piece of bread. He did not want them to find any alive people. So when the Allies or the, the liberators will come, they will find dead bodies. I made up my mind. I said, if I survive, I will tell the world and tell young children what to do and to look out and not to trust and look out for it and see what they can do to prevent that such atrocities should not happen anywhere in the world, God forbid, in our own country. And this is what I do. 
I try to talk to as many children as I can because they are our future and they will see to it that such atrocities should, shouldn't happen again. And they should see that wherever they can help, they should. And I'm just delighted to have you on the show, Judith. I thank you again very much and many people should see because unfortunately it's blossoming again. The indifference, the intolerance, the anti-Semitism is growing. When we were liberated, we said never again, mm -hmm. but it's happening again. Where did we fail? What didn't we do enough? We should have convinced the world, but it's happening again and again everywhere. Well, you're certainly doing your part to combat that. Uh, your Senior Living Solutions came about because, if I can tell your story a little bit from our last yeah. time, bring our viewers back up to date, you had been in the residential business, had your resume out there, and I think at that time you were in your 70s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, gee, you weren't getting a lot of response. No. So you said... I said, I'm going to start my own business. There you go. If nobody wants to hire me, mm -hmm. I'm going to start my own business, which I did. And then through a series of um, very lucky incidents, and I think we talked about this last mm -hmm. time, I've been very fortunate in that women throughout my career have always given me uh, a hand up. Mm -hmm. And I'm a great believer in women helping other women. Um, and it was a woman... Um, who I went to see just uh, um, to see if perhaps we could arrange some sort of uh, referral arrangement. I mm -hmm. was helping seniors make a move. She was um, a vice president of a real estate company, mm -hmm. and I thought maybe I could refer people to her, whatever. And she listened to what it was that I did, her name is Maureen Campbell, mm -hmm. and she said, Jean, we're going to start a whole senior division at our real estate nice. agency, and that was about 15 years ago, mm -hmm. and that's what we did. And I know when you had talked about your services, um, people needing to adopt a new lifestyle, make decisions about their future, and hopefully getting to a point of peace of mind, right? Yes. Those were all things that you were very set on helping people achieve. Yes. 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 And so that's what you've been able. Yes. Well, to do I'm for I'm excited about yeah, it. It's a whole new wonderful. area to explore. Yeah. And I think that's uh, that's always exciting. It's a sure. new chapter. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. In terms of taking our own advice, what are some hopes and uh, reflections that you have as you're moving to that area? I hope, of course, as I think anyone who is aging, mm -hmm. I hope that uh, my very good fortune in remaining healthy mm -hmm. uh, stays. That's always, I think, um, uppermost. I think when you're younger, you mm -hmm. take it for granted. Yes. As you age, you realize this mm -hmm. is, above all, the greatest gift mm -hmm. uh, of all, is yes. if you are healthy. I'm looking forward to uh, being an active part of this community, of mm -hmm. uh, perhaps writing a column for one of the Portland papers, yeah. learning about that whole area of the country as mm -hmm. well, mm -hmm. um, which I'm not familiar with. And who knows um, what else may turn up that um, will be interesting and exciting. Yeah, so you're just leaving a lot of space for, let's see, Yes. Right? You're having kind of a let's see attitude and yeah. let it all get filled in. Yes. 
I always ask uh, guests about advice to our younger selves. So if you think about who you were when, I know you lived in, we covered last time, Tokyo, um, Japan, Japan for a while, being a mother and all the different careers you've had and the women that have helped you along the way. Very much. As you think of the younger Jean, what might you tell yourself? Um, perhaps not to worry, mm -hmm. that sometimes <clears throat> it seems like there are roadblocks or life doesn't happen in a straight direction, mm -hmm. but sometimes something that at the time seems like an obstacle turns out to be a good teaching lesson or looking back, um, actually an important turning point that you don't see at the time. Mm -hmm. I think I, I would worry perhaps less. Certainly that's good advice for all of us. Women who are trying to do that, being a mom, pursuing their dreams. There's a point in kind of midlife where it can seem like, how does this all continue to stay together and move forward? What advice do you have for women? I don't know that I'm good to advise other women. I only know for me, um, from the get-go, I had to continue working. Mm -hmm. I do think that children pay a price, even though nowadays there are many more facilities for mothers who want to continue working. Mm -hmm. I think children do pay a price sometimes for mothers who are very involved in their work. Motherhood, don't ever think you're going to get an A. Okay, this is not A territory. <laughs> Right. Settle for, you know, the best you can do, do for who you are, and at different stages you'll be more or less accomplished. Yeah. I mean, it's just such an ongoing challenge isn't it it? Is. to have someone else's life and future being shaped by yes, yes, it what is. You're and we're not, we're not all powerful either. Right. Each child has its own mm -hmm. personality as right. well, right. and you often meet people that under very bad circumstances mm -hmm. have turned into brilliant, uh, useful, contributing people. Mm -hmm. And you meet other people who've had very loving, good parents, and for some reason, they're really not very likable people. Mm -hmm. So you're right. We're not all powerful. You do yeah. the best you can. Yes, and follow your own needs, I think, at yes. some point, right? To yes. honor them as well as all the other demands. I think you're right. That's mm -hmm. well put, Georgiana. If you don't honor your own needs, you're not going to be able to be good to anyone else. And I think that's true with the relationship between a husband and wife mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I also invite guests to share their favorite quote. And last time you had Mae West. Oh, yes. And do you remember what you said about Mae West? Mae West said, You'll have to Okay, you me. only live once. I'm paraphrasing. But if you do it right, once is, is enough. enough. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. I had forgotten that. You described her as a little bit ahead of her time. She was. She was an outspoken kind of a, mm -hmm. of a, of a woman, a yeah. little bit rough around the edges. Mm -hmm. But yes, I think that's a very good quote. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Thanks so much. Again, I'm Georgia Ann Luce here with Midlife Matters. Thanks to our local producers and Team Hercules for production support. As told here, conversations and stories shared in the public interest in Studio W at WPAA-TV and Community Media Center.
As Told Here brings community media to where you are. Thank you.